Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Roto Experts Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Davis Maddock. You can find me on Twitter at Davis Maddock. In this episode of the podcast, we are continuing our series of fantasy football team previews. This time, we are going over the New York Giants of the NFC East. But before we get into breaking down the Giants, I, of course, want to tell you guys about all the cool stuff that we have going on over at RotoExperts.com. We are really starting to churn out the premium content for those who are about to dig into their fantasy football drafts of we've had dynasty rankings updates we of course have our ultimate guide to zero rb drafting our ultimate guide to winning draft best ball leagues our daily updated projections our seasonal rankings dynasty rankings premium content uh, in terms of the written stuff. I actually just released uh, the, main, the the perfect draft for picks 1 through 5 and picks 6 through 12 in redraft 12-team uh, fantasy leagues. I think that you guys will really enjoy and get some use out of that content. If you want 10% off of the $39.99 that the Roto Experts package costs, you can just simply use the promo code MATIC, M-A-T-T-E-K. And now, let's go ahead and dig into the New York Giants, starting at the quarterback position. Eli Manning is going to start the season as the quarterback for the Giants. Daniel Jones is expected to take over at some point, depending on the performance of Eli Manning. Neither of these guys are fantasy relevant for anything but like, you know, the Scott Fishbowl or Superflex Best Ball Dynasty Leagues, like the one that uh, I wrote, that there's articles about on the site. Uh, but yeah, the only reason you would need to know about Eli Manning or Daniel Jones would be for Superflex Leagues. Uh, Eli Manning coming off one of the the, you know, I, I guess he was just sort of average last year. Uh, the team went five and eleven last year, three and twelve the year before. Uh, Eli has thrown uh, eleven and thirteen interceptions in back-to-back years, only twenty-one touchdowns last season. Uh, just just seems as if he doesn't really have the juice anymore. The Giants' offense does not really have uh, the juice anymore. They are. You know, they are uh, just not very good. They finished 16th out of 32 in points for, 23rd of 32nd in points against. Their expected win-loss was 7 wins, 9 losses. So, you know, they were they were basically just a dead average NFL team. They didn't really do anything to get better. I will say, so in the Scott Fishbowl and in other leagues like that, I, I am definitely targeting Daniel Jones as opposed to Eli Manning. I don't think that Eli lasts past week eight, probably, because Jones is, you know, the, the only conceivable future of the franchise. Eli Manning, uh, you know, he, he just is not good anymore. And when Eli's not good, it looks really bad because of the risks that he chooses to take in the pocket. So that's the way I would handicap the Giants quarterback situation. You're not taking either of these guys in the draft basketball championship. Um, you know, not probably not, not considering these guys in any of the big high stakes formats that are out there. So no need to spend too much time there. However, we do need to move to the running backs, who I actually I actually think the conversation about Saquon Barkley is at least uh, a little interesting in the terms of what do you do with a running back who was so good last year and who got so many touches last year, but is likely going to play for one of the worst 10 offenses in football. So, 
Odell Beckham and uh, his 124 targets from last year are gone. You know, people think Odell was hurt all year, but, uh, you know, he was out there averaging 8.5 yards per target, scored six touchdowns, averaged uh, 13.1 yards per touch. That's gone. That's replaced by Golden Tate, who is not nearly as dynamic, not nearly as explosive. Uh, Golden Tate, however, is suspended for four games. So the starting wide receivers in the very first, in the, for the first four games for the Giants, are going to be Sterling Shepard if he can go, Darius Slayton and Cody Lattimore, maybe Benny, maybe Benny Fowler instead of Darius Slayton. It'd be one of those two guys. So. I still think you can take Saquon Barkley first overall. I, of course, of course you can. You know he's just going to get so many touches. Uh, the team is never going to. The team is definitely never going to bench him just because they are too far down. That's that's not going to happen. Uh, he's going to be out there. He's going to be getting every touch possible because Dave Gettleman has to justify the decision to spend the number two overall pick on a running back. So we have him projected for 309 carries and 109 targets, 82 receptions. Um, I think just about 2,000 total yards and uh, 13 total touchdowns. So that's an insane stat line. Uh, Yes, you can take him number one overall. Uh, I might give a slight edge to Christian McCaffrey at this point, though, simply because Christian McCaffrey plays in what I think is going to be a good offense. There's going to be more spiked weeks for that offense as a whole compared to Saquon Barkley. But yeah, if you're sitting there at number one, you know, that's fine. Uh, Worth noting, though, that over the offseason, the handcuff situation in New York has changed. Last year, it was Wayne Gallman, and now Paul Perkins has been running ahead of Wayne Gallman because Perkins was on the injured reserve last year. So he'll he'll be a strict, you know, back Backup, but there are probably some people out there in deeper dynasty leagues or whatever. I was one of these people that picked up Gallman off of the waiver wire, you know, here and there, simply because it seemed like he was going to be the handcuff to Saquon Barkley in an offense that the handcuff should have been pretty valuable because the whole offense was built around getting one running back touches. So. Paul Perkins is that guy, not Wayne Gallman. Uh, really no reason to talk about Rod Smith. I would actually, I'd be a little bit surprised if former Dallas Cowboy Rod Smith and Wayne Gallman both made the roster. Wayne Gallman has an injured foot, so it could, that third running back spot is probably going to be in between Gallman and Smith. Now, moving on to the wide receiver situation, their starting personnel should have been Sterling Shepard in the slot. Golden Tate on the outside, and then a rotation of Cody Lattimore and Corey Coleman. However, uh, Corey Coleman is now on the injured reserve due to a torn ACL. Golden Tate is suspended for four games. So now their wide receiver rotation, at least for the first four games of the season, is going to be hopefully Sterling Shepard as he continues to recover from this thumb injury. He has been cleared to participate in live drills. He's been playing with the first team offense. So I I think that he is going to be ready by the opening week of the season. Then there's just a massive competition behind him. So some of the guys competing for snaps are Alonzo Russell, Britton Golden, Reggie White Jr., an undrafted free agent out of Monmouth University, who uh, uh, very interesting, good physical prospect, a lot of production at Monmouth, someone worth monitoring. Darius Slayton is another guy who is competing for snaps. He went to Auburn and is like a, a good size speed guy, very good speed, uh, was a fifth round draft pick. Uh, 
sort of a sort of a raw guy, but ran a 4.3940 time at the uh, at the combine. Uh, you know, only had 79 receptions at Auburn. So, but that's the, that's the sort of player he is. Uh, they also have Cody Latimer, former uh, high draft pick from the Broncos, who busted out. They have Russell Shepard, former Philadelphia Eagle. They have Alex Wesley, who I'll be honest. Up until I was researching for this, I had never heard of him. He is from the University of Northern Colorado. He seems like sort of a non-prospect to me. Then TJ Jones, formerly of the uh, Detroit Lions, who uh, he went to Notre Dame. I actually kind of always thought TJ Jones would be an NFL player, so... Maybe the fact that he is a veteran gets some snaps for him. But as, you, as you're hearing me say all these names, what you should realize is that uh, the targets in this offense are going to be mega concentrated. It's going to be Saquon Barkley. It's going to be Sterling Shepard, Golden Tate when he returns from suspension, and Evan Ingram. And outside of that, no one on this offense really demands a ton of targets, kind of how it was last year. There was 124 for Odell, 121 for Saquon, 107 for Sterling Shepard. There were 64 for Evan Ingram in only 11 games. Then after that, it was 34 for backup tight end Rhett Ellison, 27 for rotational wide receiver Benny Fowler. Backup running back Wayne Gallman was sixth on the team in targets with 22. Russell Shepard, Latimer, Scott Simonson, all of these guys played and got some targets last year. Corey Coleman got some targets last like, absolutely absurd. So the team threw 574 passes and uh, over half of those passes went to actually over like two thirds of those passes went to three guys, Odell, Saquon and Sterling Shepard. And that's pretty likely what it's going to be this year is Sterling Shepard, Golden Tate, Saquon Barkley are going to by far have the most targets in this offense. Evan Ingram actually I wouldn't be surprised if the way things develop is that uh, Evan Ingram kind of ends up actually being a big winner here because he is probably just like better in terms of efficiency, better in terms of yards per target than the this version of Golden Tate or an injured Sterling Shepard would be. So last year, Evan Ingram had nine yards per target. That uh, that was best of anyone on the team with more than uh, you know twenty targets. Russell Shepard and Cody Latimer were a little bit better, but they had almost no touches. I may be like a little bit excited to see Cody Latimer get uh, full playing time. You know, they just, it's always, it's always hard to give up on those guys who at one point you really thought were going to be good in fantasy football. So like I kind of thought, I kind of thought the same thing about Corey Coleman as well. And, uh, you know, Latimer, Latimer is, uh, you know, 6'1", 222, really good 40 time. He, uh, he played as the, uh, you know, he played as the third wide receiver for a couple times for the Giants last year and like was not he was not the worst player in the world. I, I'm I'm a little excited to see I'm a little excited to see what he does. But in terms of fantasy value here, how you're drafting these guys, I find it hard to draft Sterling Shepard where he's going right now, because he's going in between like Marquez Valdez Scantling, Larry Fitzgerald in that new Arizona offense, uh DD Westbrook, who I think has just a straight up better volume projection. But you know, kind of after just reworking through these targets again, I think I'm going to make an effort to start drafting Shepard a little bit more often. Ingram is really interesting because he's being drafted by guys in really good offenses. So he's being drafted as like a mid-round tight end where O.J. Howard and Hunter Henry and Jared Cook and Eric Ebron and Vance McDonald are all going. And I, I think that even if you were to give... um 
Evan Ingram, like, this is our tight end conversation, by the way. I'm not going to talk about Rhett Ellison, Garrett Dickerson, or C.J. Conrad. So just talking about Evan Ingram. Uh, I think the, the difficult thing with Ingram is that drafting him is sort of like a leap of faith that this offense is not super horrible because you know Hunter Henry's in a good offense. You know Vance McDonald is a good offense. You know Eric Ebron's in a good offense. You, like I guess not for Ebron if it's going to be Jacoby Brissett starting and not Andrew Luck. But you know all these other, all these other mid-round tight ends are going to be in good offenses. They'll be in good situations to score a lot of touchdowns. Whereas with Evan Ingram, you're basically saying, look, this dude's got to get 120 targets probably to pay off what you are spending on him in terms of draft capital. So Ingram is one of the guys that in the draft best ball championship, I just do not have much of. And another thing is, is he's not stackable. So all of these New York Giants wide receivers, uh, if you're spending, you know, any sort of premium on them, uh, they, they are not stackable. You're not drafting Eli Manning. You're not drafting Daniel Jones. So to me, that diminishes the reason to want to own them. And that diminishes my ownership of them. So that's just, that's sort of where we were at with the Giants. You know, there's definitely going to be volume there for Shepard, Tate when he returns from suspension, Evan Ingram and Saquon Barkley, but I'm not trying to be super heavily invested in those players. Actually, I think a a really interesting thing to do would be to, uh, you know, obviously not draft Golden Tate, but uh, in your weekly management leagues, but just treat him like a like a, a running back handcuff, and so you pick him up in like week two or week three after you've kind of after we've already gone through that initial waiver wire period. You know, maybe you found a, a dope running back or two, and that's kind of kind of the way that uh, that I would approach that situation. A little bit shorter of a preview than normal, but guess what? Not a ton interesting to say about this team, and so if there's not a ton interesting to say, I'm not just going to make stuff up. But please make sure to check out everything that we have going on at rotoexperts.com. Uh, the NFL 365 package is $39.99. You get that for an entire year. So actually, if you purchase right now, you'd be pretty close to running up against to uh, the your fantasy football draft next year. So this is pretty close to the optimal time to buy the package. And... Uh, You can also get 10% off of that package using the promo code MATTIC, M-A-T-T-E-K.